I remember vividly my first time going to Israel. I was with my family at the age of six or seven. It was our first trip of several. And I have this memory of searching for some glimpse of homeness on the streets of Jerusalem. Instead, I was met with men carrying guns wherever I looked, and the sound of fighter planes tearing across the blue sky. The concept that these men and these planes could be fighting for my sake was one that was completely foreign to me. As is true with many American Jews, I feel often as though Israel and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has haunted my life in the United States. According to the narrative of my grandparents in particular, my identity as an American is only temporary, and that once America inevitably becomes an uninhabitable for the Jews, that will be the day that we make Aliyah and return to the supposed homeland. I have struggled with this notion for as long as I can remember, and it was clear from an early age that many of those around me were struggling with it too. My relationship with Israel has been further complicated by my relationship with my family, particularly with my grandfather. My grandfather was born in Belgium and was moved by his family into what was then British-occupied Palestine at the age of three, following the threat of Nazi persecution in Europe. My grandfather came of age in the late 1940s, just as Israel was beginning steps to declare independence. It was in 1947 that the British divided the state into Jewish and Palestinian territories. According to my grandfather, it was immediately after this divide that war broke out in the Holy Land. When I asked him about this, he said, We went immediately into battle. I was dispatched by the Haganah to Jaffa. We were ordered to. Me and two other guys were ordered to hold the Jaffa-Jerusalem road to keep the Arabs from crossing and controlling it. That was December 1947. I asked him if he was on the front lines in Jaffa. I asked him what that was like. He laughed and said, three of us, more around the perimeter. We were outnumbered. We were outnumbered ten to one, at least. I asked him how old he was. He replied, 16, in 1947. I was in disbelief. On his first day of battle, my grandfather was two years younger than I am now. I asked him if he was scared. He replied, yeah, but what can you do? Don't forget that I grew up. My parents, in their wisdom, left Europe in 1934. I was three years old. When we came to Palestine, there were Arab shooting Jews. It wasn't unusual. We had an apartment on the border between Tel Aviv and Jaffa. In 1936, I was five years old. The shooting was going on. My parents had, for some reason, left me so I was alone. The bullets were flying. I was five years old. So to answer your question, Jesse, this is something that you had to learn to live with. It was clear that violence and anti-Semitism was an extremely prevalent part of my grandfather's life from an early age. This was an experience I hadn't known about, and one that helped me to understand the roots and origins of my grandfather's Zionism. I asked him more about what it was like during those first few nights in Jaffa, but my grandfather was reluctant to share any details or specific memories from his experience in the war. I spent a few more minutes trying to press him to recall some specific stories, but it was clear he was only interested in conveying a large-scale national history. I left the interview feeling this kind of profound sadness. Immediately after hanging up the call, I wrote this short paragraph reflecting on what the conversation had felt like. I'll conclude by reading this paragraph in full now. I'm left with the vision of a man existing as a product 
of the horrific experiences of his youth. I'm left with less clarity about the conflict than when I began the conversation. It's clear that there's so much that can't be sent, that perhaps will never be sent. How can one describe the experience of being completely blinded by nationalism and fear of destruction as my grandfather was? Perhaps the only thing that I understand more now is that when my grandfather speaks of the Arab-Israeli war, he isn't speaking in retrospect. He's still living in that space and in that time. For him, the war is still going on. How can one manage introspection when they are still living in the moment they're trying to reflect on? It's horrifying that to think that I hold this conflict still within me, within my family, within my body.